And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Quarter and Full of Fat Podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Quarter and Full of Fat Podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, when my co-host Jordan went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information. And I know y'all see today's topic. We're going to get into inflation numbers or maybe the lack thereof for inflation numbers but before we get started look i'm I'm already sloppy messing up forgot to have the whatever it is make sure that like button share and subscribe shout out to the youtube algorithm leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well my information as well as well as my co-host information jordan contact information is in the show notes on youtube i'm at sideline underscore Corey, and jordan is at stop stalling j on the social media platforms out there now, what I am going to say is I was going to do the student because the student loans, here we go. Student loans, it's time to deal with the situation. We're supposed to get the hearing sometime this week. We had off yesterday, well, technically two days ago, but it's Tuesday for Juneteenth. And we're supposed to get the hearing you know, sometime this week. So you know, either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, one of these days from the Supreme Court. And I was going to do this white paper on the data as far as what happened when the moratorium started for student loans in 2020 and you know what happened to or what people did with that money for people who stopped making those payments and then people who continued making those payments however i the, the article was like a you know it's like a pdf and the share, sharing the screen it was terrible quality so i'm just i was going to read and skim through it on my own i've already kind of done that but in short, what happened is that people who stopped making their uh, minimum payments, even though right it went to zero dollars for everybody who had the um, federal uh, student loans, the people who no longer had to make those payments, they went into more debt. So instead of using that minimum payment that they got back, either continue to put it towards their student loans, paying down other debt, building savings or investing, they went and took that payment and got more debt. And the people who continue to make that payment, even if it was zero dollars or who still had to make the payment because it was certainly you know, a private loan and then qualified for the forbearance that's still going on. They did not have an increase in debt overall. Right. Obviously, you know, nothing's perfect. But in short, that was going to be the whole white paper. It's like 37 pages. So it was going to be a pretty uh, lengthy episode. But again, like I said, the share screen, it was terrible quality. So you guys wouldn't have been able to see anything. So what's the point of you know, showing it? I might as well read it myself and then just have the information in my head for when we do talk about these student loans, because we waiting to see what exactly is going to be the ruling. The I would say it's probably a 70, 30, 80, 20 in favor, well, not in favor, in favor of those who don't want the forgiveness to occur. So everyone's thinking that the Supreme Court is going to rule against it. We'll see what's going to happen. You guys will have an episode as soon as that information is out so we can discuss it. I've been saying, I've already said this before, start making your student loan payments. You are going to have to make your payments. If you have more than 10000 you didn't get a Pell Grant, or more than 20000 and you did get a Pell Grant. It's that simple. They're not forgiving everything anyways, unless you have under those amounts for those particular criteria. So you might as well start making your student loan payment. I did see that the interest, I was saying that was going to start back up when the hearing is uh when the hearing occurs slash June 30th or July 1st, whichever happens, looks like the interest is not going to start back up until August 30th or 31st, something like that. We'll see. 
Again, like I said, the payments themselves, like when will the payments start back up? That's looking like it's still probably going to be in the October time frame. Again, every um, loan servicer is going to be different. You got to wait to see exactly when they tell you you're going to uh, have your payments start back up. Now, let's be very clear. For those of you who still have a substantial amount and you've been having this 0% and you've been paying down your student loans, you might want to look into refinancing your student loans now if you can get a significantly lower interest rate out there. Some of you close to 10% or more than 10%. As far as your student loan interest rate, you know, it's, it's that about that time to start refinancing. It's going to be, uh, I mean, everybody's student loans, you know, 40 plus million people's student loans are about to turn back on here in the next uh, few months or so. Ooh, excuse me. And so you just, you want to, you know, you want that, you don't want there to be a delay in your process, even if you get approved or some type of refinancing, look, you want you want to go ahead and get to that front of the line because everybody's going to be dragging their feet with it. For those of you who are in that situation where you no longer, uh, you, didn't, you didn't continue to make your student loan payment during this forbearance over the last little three years, and you have had an increase in debt, right, or whatever it is, your expenses increased, whatever it is, you didn't use that payment to your benefit from a savings and investing or debt pay down standpoint, and you still have the you know that new debt payment you went and got, it's time. Judgment, judge. I wouldn't call it judgment day, but it's time to do real life is on the way, right? The we are, I would say, in at least in America, this is the last hat to drop to get us to quote unquote pre-pandemic life, quote unquote. Once these student loans turn back on, we we you know final form. You no, know, this, this it will be the economy's final form. So please be prepared for that and be on the lookout for that. Now. Before I get started, remember, for entertainment purposes only, don't sue me, see your mama, myself, neither Jordan, or fitness or financial professionals. Anything you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only, and you need to do your own research. It's tired. This is why I'm not supposed to record too late, and my brain's already turned off. But I'm still going to push through it, and this is still going to be a fire episode. Now, we're going to get to these inflation numbers. I've been, I've been talking about it. Inflation is so high, right? It's not, I mean... What does it mean when inflation is high? People just hate how much stuff is cost, right? Even when prices, quote unquote, decrease, you know, if the stuff is normally a dollar and it's been $3 and it went back, you know, $2.50, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's better. But, you know, sort of like with gas, right? You see gas increase, but it doesn't go back to what it was previously. So here we go. I want to share this. And we're going to CNBC, old, old faithful. I mean, it's not it's not really old faithful. I mean, it's just current faithful. All right, let me share my screen. If I can figure out how to share my screen. I still haven't got a new mouse for those of you who know about the mouse situation. When will I get when will I get a new mouse? Don't worry about that. Just listen to the information. All right, here we go. Inflation rose at a 4% annual rate in May, May of this year, the lowest in two years. All snap. This is published last week. Yeah, June 13th. This is by another. I think I'm on a slightly hot streak of the names of these authors. This is by Jeff Cox. Shout out to Jeffrey. I don't know if his name is Jeffrey. says Jeff, but we got a normal name. And before I get started again for inflation, whenever you see the inflation numbers, it's year to year. So again, how I was saying 4% annual rate increase when they say inflation is up or down 4%. That's for that you know month slash quarter compared to the previous year. So when inflation was up 4% in May, that's not saying compared to you know last last month as in uh, well, this is technically be April in this case because we don't have the June numbers yet. So remember, it's a year-to-year comparison as you see the annual rate. So this is the lowest in four, and excuse me, in two years, which means 2021 interest rates, not interest rates, but inflation, 
Inflation was not crazy high in 2021. So interesting to see what this data is talking about. All right, here we go. Consumer price index increased by 0.1% for the month and 4% of from a year ago. Ladder being the lowest in about two years. I mean, it's 0.1%, not the, the, the ladder. And again, this is saying consumer price index just by 1% for the month. Okay, so if they're not explicitly letting you know that is, you know, month to month, then assume usually that's going to be a year to year type of comparison. Okay, excluding food and food and energy. So not counting the grocery store and gas, the two variable fix the two variable things in your necessities for people's most I guess and energy might include utilities as well. So the, shout out to Jeff. Sometimes some of these Okay, so excluding food and energy, core CPI, that's consumer price index, rose 0.4% and 5.3% respectively. Here's the issue. No, please include food and energy because these are the necessities in our budget that are variable, right? Variable, your variable necessities. So your grocery bill, now you're eating out, but your grocery bill, your utilities, no gas, water, electricity, whatever you have to pay. And then when I say gas, you know, if you have gas for your home and then, you know, vehicle Gas is like those are people's usually biggest expenses, you know, probably se uh, second and third behind their uh, housing for as far as renting your mortgage. Then you got food, your grocery bill, and then you got your utilities. Oh my goodness. All the numbers were in line. Okay. This is estimate. So shout out to the economists. They had a good month. All right. Following the release, markets priced in a nearly 100% chance that the Federal Reserve will not raise interest rates this week. Okay. Shout out to the Federal Reserve. Inflation rate cooled in May to its lowest annual rate in two years, likely taking pressure off the Fed to raise interest rates. Labor Department reported CPI, which, okay, measures in a multitude of goods and services. All right, okay, we read that. Bring it, okay, so it was last year, or, excuse me, in April was 4.9%, and it was 4 4%. So like I said, see how it's letting us know that it was 4.9% in April. All right, that 12-month increase was the smallest since March 2021 when inflation was just beginning to rise. Okay, so they're saying March 2021 is when inflation was starting, inflation that we're dealing with right now, to, to what would be the highest in four years, highest since the, highest since the 80s, shout out to President Carter. All right, here we go. Excluding volatile, all right, okay, excluding food and energy prices, the price wasn't as optimistic. Core inflation was 0.4%. On the month and was still up 5.3 percent from a year ago indicating that while price pressures have eased somewhat consumers are still under fire so they're saying even though like i said stuff was used to be a dollar now it's three dollars now it's they're saying you know it's two dollars and fifty cents where it's like i mean that's better but you know our, our consumers in a quote-unquote better position like by definition you know 250 is less than three but not really okay all right price index right year to year year over year percentage through may of 2023 so I love us. Okay, this is all items. So all items is four percent. It looks like, or no wait. Yeah, all items is four percent, and then food and energy. Without food and energy is two point three. So we're seeing the high here in the summertime. We're dealing right now, June, July time frame. Okay, no shared area in the case of recession. I'm not sure exactly what that means. All right, all of those numbers were exactly in line with Dow Jones consensus at three point six percent. Slide in energy prices. Help keep the CPI gain in check for the month. Food prices rose just 0.2%. I think I can attest to that. Grocery bill has it has not been increasing, quote unquote, even though I go grocery shopping every week, so it varies. But 
I'm not. But I just I just bumped it up because the stuff keeps going up. So it is what it is for groceries. However, okay, point six percent increase in shelter prices. I guess it's assuming assuming that's rent. I'm not sure if they're meaning mortgage with that. Was the biggest contributor to the increase for the all time for all items or headline CPI reading? Housing related costs make up about one third of okay index is waiting. I see shelter prices then it's housing related costs. I'm not sure what what does that include utilities for the house. Elsewhere, I use vehicle prices. <laughs> I wish I wish it said how long used vehicle prices have been increasing and what like the Used vehicle prices decrease, right? I mean, they decrease. Used vehicle prices increased 4.4%. Okay, same as in April, while transportation services were up 0.8%. It is insane that used vehicle prices are still increasing, but that's, I mean, still due to uh, the shortage of materials for, I mean, new vehicles. It's that simple. It's going to be some time till we recover uh, recover from that globally because vehicles is a, glo- is a global thing. I mean, all the, everyone's economy is global, but, you know, Get them parts, getting those parts from other parts of the country, other parts of the world. That's crazy. Still four point four percent. And then, and then on top of that, used vehicle prices are increasing. And then on top of that, the Fed is continuing to, well, they're saying hopefully this uh, this month they're not uh, increasing the interest rates, but interest rates are increasing, so it costs more money to get a loan to get some money. And on top of that, the vehicles cost more. And then you use the it is about to be a mess when these student loans kick back on. Used vehicles, usually the interest rate is higher than on a new vehicle. It is about to be terrible. Please, y'all, get y'all student loans paid off. If there's, I mean, I know y'all, y'all, why y'all want to forgive us, but there's one thing. If I could just be like, y'all, please pay off your student loans. That's my usually the biggest thing I harp on. All the other debt is sort of like, I mean, you know, we'll figure it out. But student loans, the only way to figure it out is to pay it off aggressively. There's no other. We have not found any other solution. And then here, here I'm talking about student loans, but we're not talking about inflation. And then on top of that, for those people who has their student loans forgiven things since December of last year, December 2022, they could possibly have to deal with that forgiveness that they received being undone. It's like, my goodness, man, I can't wait to student loan stuff drop. I think, I mean, it's the longest episode I've done. So I think everybody knows who watches and listens to this. How I feel about student loans. All right, market show, right? Little reaction to the release. Stock market has been. Let me let me see what the year to date is on S and P. Should be. Uh, I don't know what's been doing the last week, but it should be around. I guess it's ten percent or so. So the S and P five hundred is year to date. How oh, can y'all see? I can see that. Okay, for the podcast listeners, we're looking at. Boy, whoo! S&P is up almost 14.76% year-to-date, almost 15%. Man, y'all got to continue. Shout out to dollar cost averaging. Boy, because I've been I've been seeing my account. I'm like, dang, this is, this is jumping. I thought, you know, I mean, I know last year was bad and, you know, rarely, not rarely, but even if you're in a recession when the you know, stock market is rarely just terrible like it was in 2022, two consecutive years. Let me see if I can find that. Because it is inflation and all, all this all this stuff is linked together. Had a um here we go, historical returns. Is there gonna be a chart? Boom, we got a chart. 
So last year, how can y'all see that? Let me zoom in a little bit more. Y'all know we're gonna keep you educated on, on as much as we can over here to show how everything. You know, you think you think Jordan and I be going off, you know, off sidetrack. All this stuff is important. So for those of y'all who thought, and I, heard, I gotta start looking at all the the um analysis I ran on different data points. But for those of y'all who think like, man, last year was crazy, and the down was twenty percent, nineteen point four four percent. We're up almost fifteen percent this year. And on top of that, let's just look and see how often. Are we facing large? Okay, come on, I'm trying to get rid of these ads. Let's just say, look at what we're doing. I think it's 15 to 20%. See, when I'm tired, I can't remember all the stuff that's in my head. Let's see the last time we had back to back negative years. Shout out to 2008, down negative 38.49. So, 2000, so the, the, the dot com bubble. So, even when we talk about Jesus Christ, look at all these ads. Excuse me, Jesus. But even when we talk about, you know, 07, 08, 09, the housing crisis. It was just 2008 now. Again, almost 40%. But it was just that year. The next year was up 23%. And it went up every year. I mean, you can count you know, 2015 at a negative 0.73, so 70% of 1%. But it went up every year until essentially 2018. Then you had the, and then the pandemic year, I mean, pandemic year 2020, 2021, it was still up. Then you hit 2022. So really, since 2008, we've only had really two down years in the stock market. I mean, that, that's crazy. And then you got the dot-com bubble, which is the last time we've had consecutive years, which would be three in a row, 2000, 2001, 2002, at 10%, 13%, and then 23% respectively, negative. Then 1994 was down 1.54%. So it's like, okay, 1990, 6.65%, okay. 81, all right, 9.73. So even when... This is one thing. History repeats itself. And that that's why most, if not, no, I can't say all, but most fiduciaries, financial advisors, they're going to tell you, pick the broad, usually an S&P 500, so you can get that return. Because, I mean, even in the 80s when inflation, or excuse me, interest rates and inflation was crazy high, right? When they're talking about, remember now, 40 years ago, for us millennials, that's 90s babies, 40 years ago now is the 80s. I know we used to think 40 years ago, 50 years ago would be more 60s and 70s. No, now 40 years ago is the 80s and 30 years ago is the 90s because, you know, we turned 30. Some of us, most of us are already 30, but for millennials, but, you know, even in the 80s when we talk about inflation was at the highest before um, this current time period, as far as 2022, 2023, only one year in the 80s, only 1981 was the stock market have a negative return and only two years for 84 and 87, 1.4 and then 2. 2% respectively, was it less than 10%? Every year in the... <laughs> this, is, this is insanity. You actually look at the day, like all, all, all the different talk, all the stuff that goes on within the world. When was... I keep remember Christ should be the 60s, right? 60s and 70s. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I don't know why I thought... No, uh, my bad. That's when we had the people that I captured. When Carter was president, I was like, why am I thinking the Cuban Missile Crisis was in the 60s? I mean, the 80s. Regardless, though, when you look at this, I mean, so the last the last time the stock market has had back-to-back -back years was of negative returns was 2000. That was 2000, 2001, 2002, three consecutive years. Then before that, you go back, go back to 1973 and 74. I mean, my goodness, we're coming right out of Jim Crow here. Okay, I mean, then, then, then the next time, so the last three 
time periods in which the stock market has had two back-to-back years of a negative return was 2000, 2002. Was it 1973 and 74? And then 1946, 47, 48. That's right off of World War II. So high percentage chance that even when the stock market, even when a recessionary period from a year standpoint, the next year is probably going to go up. I mean, you see, and these returns are crazy. All that to say, to get back to the actual article, because it was talking about it in reference to markets. So I continue to invest. I mean, continue to invest because the stock market is going to go up. Remember, when I say stock market, S&P 500. Not invest in advice, do your own research, seek out a financial professional, fiduciary. But still, I mean, go and look at the S&P 500 numbers on your own and see what the returns are. Regardless, though, markets showed right little reaction to the release, despite its expected prominence. Right, okay, decision. Fed. Okay, apparently, Federal Reserve will make this week. That would that would have been last week, actually. Let me see if I can find the Federal Reserve rate increase. Did the Fed? Okay, yeah, saying it didn't, uh, no, they paused it for this month. Cool, cool. All right. Hey, stock market futures are good. Futures were slightly positive, though Treasury yields, okay, fell sharply. Pricing did shift. All right, notably in all right, Fed's markets, traders, all right, 93% chance the Fed will not, okay, raise the benchmark rates. Okay, again, we just talked about that. They're saying encourage, is encouraging trend in consumer prices will provide the Fed some leeway to keep rates unchanged this month. And if the trend continues, the Fed will not likely hike for the rest of the year. If the trend continues, so I mean, this is a, this is a if the trend continues on a month by month basis, I mean, okay, cool. That's something to look out though. So as as I'm bringing this up, oh, now for those of you might have got that six percent or that seven percent plus interest rate on your house, not to refinance again, not financial advice, but. This is one of the indicators that you'll see. We might not see, it didn't say they're going to lower, but Fed might not continue to increase interest rates for the rest of the year if we continue to see this the decline, or should I say a lack of increase, uh, increase in inflation on a month-to-month basis. And this was said by Jeffrey Roach, Chief Economist at LPL Financial. So something to be looking at um, over the next coming months to see what inflation is doing. All right, so the team, our CPI, Reading, okay, good news for workers. Average hourly earnings adjusted for inflation, okay, rose 0.3% on the month. My goodness, 30% of 1%. So you got 30 cents on your dollar. No, you got, no, you got, you got 30 cents. You got 30% of a penny. Whatever. All right, that's from Bureau of Labor Statistics. All right, except for leads on an annual basis, real earnings are up 0.2% after running negative for much of the inflation surge that began about two years ago. So at least we're seeing, you know, a slight turn now. Here's the question, right? I mean, for people who do technical analysis, but you know, it's a dead cat bounce where you know bounce is going down and it bounces up, and you think we're recovering, then it goes back down again, and even uh, steeper than uh, previously. Again, the student loans have not turned back on yet. What's my prediction? I don't like making predictions, but I do like making predictions. When the student loans turn back on, I don't care what the numbers are. Are is going to be a mess. I don't care what gets reported. It's going to be a mess when student loans get turned back on. It's going to be a mess just when the student loans get turned back on and how they're going to, all that processing the systems, all that type of stuff. 
that's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy because remember next year we vote for president next year. I mean, we're, we're probably, I don't know when exactly they'll truly start the campaigning uh, next year, but we're probably less than 12 months out. I mean, we vote, I mean, we vote in November. I mean, y'all going to listen to this. And it's going to be almost, I mean, July is next week. All right. And I'm, I'm fast forwarding a year. Right. So, I mean, before president was that it's 20 months, 16, no, 16, 16 months, less than a year and a half. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. We vote. It, it's, I mean, stuff is always going on, but it's just the things you have to be paying attention to from a market standpoint, because all these things affect, affect your pocket. So we'll see how, what inflation is going to look like. If the student loan, if the Supreme court doesn't, if they go against the Biden administration and they don't approve this forgiveness, now the Biden administration, one of the big things is from a political standpoint is the student loan forgiveness. And so what, you know, it hasn't been said if Biden's going to run again or not, but he would be in the incumbent, obviously, if he does. What, you know, is that going to be something again? Like, okay, I'm going to get it past this time. It's going to be interesting. Then you got the student loan starting back up. And even though inflation is sort of tapering, you know, apparently, for at least for this month, from April to May, no Fed increase on the uh, rates for June. People have not been making those minimum payments. And as I said, again, didn't get to see the article. But said, let me pull the article up, at least so y'all can have, um, I can tell y'all it. But again, people who didn't make their student loan payment after the forbearance, they got more debt. And people who continue to, they in short have less debt. So when these student loan payments turn back on, people got to make these minimum payments. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, simple logic. If people are in a worse financial situation without a minimum payment, you're about to add, add that back to their budget. I mean, simple math. One plus one is equaling, equaling struggle here. All right. Consumer price index report featured a growing discrepancy between the core and headline numbers. All right. All items. All items index usually runs ahead of the X food and energy measure because that's excluding food and energy, but hasn't been the case lately. All right, here we go. Year over year discrepancy between two measures stems from gas prices that were surging right last year this time. Okay, prices would exceed five dollars. All right, tell me last year. Gasoline prices are down almost 20% over the past year. Yes. Then food prices, however. Food prices are still up. Yes, food is up. Yes, food has not gone down like gas. 6.7% since last year. Eggs have fallen almost 14%. How much do people use eggs? I know eggs is one of the markers, but I mean, we, it's only two of us, but my wife and I, we don't even get eggs every month. And we we eat. So I don't even know if eggs is a good marker. Because I mean, how, how much are people buying eggs? Do y'all really be making omelets like all day? I mean, like what are Whatever. All right. And now slightly negative. All right. Um, slightly negative on 12 months basis. All right. After surge in previous months. And then shelter prices have risen 8%. And okay. Tra- transportation are up 10.2%. Airline fares. Right. Oh, airline fares have been on decline 13.4%. Okay. Year over year. All right. So we're seeing food is still up, but then we got um, eggs are falling. So. That's it. Again, interest rates on pause. Fed hasn't increased them. And then we got inflation, 4% annual rate in May. This is the lowest of two years. So, again, stock market is up almost 15% since uh, the beginning of the year, year to date. 
We got inflation looking like it's at least maybe not declining, but not increasing anymore. And that's to say that's what the Fed is looking at to see if they're going to continue to raise interest rates. They put a pause on this month. Word is if we continue to see inflation at least not continue to rise, the Fed is going to continue to pause on interest rate hikes for the rest of the year. That's going to impact interest rates from a loan standpoint, right? Mortgages, right? Seeing the housing issue, things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see as we go through the summer what is going on with inflation. But we, I mean, we are seeing, you know, as we saw with uh, the travel prices, right? People traveling most during this during the summer. Even though I know a lot of people, I mean, most people didn't travel for like the last three years or so, right? During the pandemic. So there's a lot of pent up demand. So it's going to be interesting to see how that is all going to play out from an economic standpoint. But are y'all actually, no, wait. Yeah, I'm going to show y'all. Let me show you. And this, just so y'all can see, so I don't be lying. This is this is what I, on my end, it just looks so blurry. And so it might be better when I actually watch this on YouTube. And if it's really, if it's a lot better, then maybe I'll end up doing it. But it just looks like I can't even see it when I'm looking at it. Like, there's no way y'all can read this. And I'm not about to go through 37 pages of blurry stuff for y'all. So that's it, though. But again, like I said, in short, this is saying that people who no longer made their student loan payments during the forbearance, they have more debt. And the people that continue to, they have less debt. Obviously, if you continue to make your payment, your debt's going to go down if it's 0% interest. I mean, that's just that's how that works. But are y'all locked and loaded? End of the episode. Again, shout out to inflation. Inflation, I would say things are calm, we're in a calm before the storm type of situation with the student loan payments looking like they're going to start back up and and the student loan payments are going to start back up but looking like the forgiveness is not going to occur which means it's going to take people right longer to get out of debt right i mean they were 20 million it's about i think it's anywhere from i think 40 percent or so so was that 16 million technically right 40 percent of 40 million i think they said roughly around 40 percent of people who qualify for the forgiveness were going to have everything forgiven so all of those people would not have their student loan payment added back into their budget if the forgiveness doesn't go their way. But if it does, if it, if it doesn't go their way, now we have all those people who potentially could have had that truly, right, uh, been able to repurpose that student loan payment. They're not going to be able to now. And now they have that added back into their budget. And then the percentage chances are that they have more debt now Right. And they probably were leaning on the forgiveness occurring on top of that. So they're like, they have more debt and their lifestyle increases. Like, oh, yeah, this one will get forgiven. I mean, like, again, y'all, y'all, y'all banking on the government coming and saving y'all. That That is what it is. But again, something to just be mindful of. My guess is that when these student loans do get turned back on, I don't. I don't think we're going to see the stock market have a crazy hit, but when we talk about inflation and things like that, that'll be the things to actually look at. Because even though inflation has been going crazy, well, it's technically been tapering down, but, you know, we've seen, seen inflation go crazy over the last, you know, 18 months or so. The stock market technically only had one bad year. I mean, inflation was crazy low in 2020. And then 2021, technically, they said that's when it started the previous year to 2022. So, 2021 stock market still had a great year. So we'll see how that all looks as my throat's getting dry. We'll see how all this pans out. It's going to be an interesting end of the year. 2023, shout out to 
Jordan year, next year at recipes Kobe, right? Next week, next year's Kobe year. It's gonna be interesting as we close out. I mean, if, again, goal shout out to goals. We're we're halfway through the year. Once June is over, we got another half to go. It's gonna be an interesting closeout from an economic standpoint. We see I keep saying this because it's very important. We do I mean, we we vote next year. That I mean, all that stuff is gonna impact everything. So if you're in a point where you're struggling or still, you know, trying to get get, get some momentum, right? You're moving in a forward direction, but you're not making the progress you want to. I mean, always recommend, you know, put your best foot forward. But there's still some other um Jesus. I'm going to say it anyway, because I've been listening to the playbacks and be like, dang, I didn't say it. And I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say there's still going to be some other big balls to drop. It's not it's not supposed to say big balls to drop. Some other hats to drop. There'll be some other hats to drop. I mean, you see what's going on with President Trump right now. But again, they're still saying he's still uh, the leader as far as being the nominee for uh, the Republican Party for presidential uh, nominee. But then you got DeSantis from Florida. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, you know, that when you combine it with inflation or lack thereof, interest rates, student loans starting back up, the Supreme Court ruling against it as far as the forgiveness, all that stuff brewing together. And then whatever whatever crazy stuff can happen. You know, don't wish this, but, you know, hurricane season hasn't happened yet for this year, right? We got, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff that can still make an impact. And this is why we tell y'all to do everything you can to be locked in, focused, consistently disciplined, and just make the sacrifices and cut as much as you can as early as possible. So since Jordan and I have been talking to y'all for over two years now, are we two years in? Yes, we are two years. We're over two years in. I mean, you know, we kind of been you know, a, a lot. Of, a lot of y'all probably already been out of debt by now. I mean, it, it's that simple. But are y'all again locked and loaded? End of the episode. Make sure that like button is free. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Leave those rating reviews on the podcast platform as well. And I forgot to say this. Please leave a comment. I need to say this in the beginning and at the end. But leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let me know. Let us know. Let us know if you have any topics that you want us to discuss. And just let us know that you, you know sitting here watching. And if you want us to talk about anything in particular, change it up, whatever it is, let me know slash us know for when we do the uh, the finest infants episodes because y- y'all watching y'all are listeners and we want to make sure our content is geared to what y'all actually want to hear and hear us talk about or any information slash education you guys want not in education any entertainment Look at me tripping up any entertainment that you guys want all right that's it y'all again the student loan hearing is supposed to be this week or sorry excuse me the ruling slash hearing is going to be this week if they do actually make a ruling I will make an episode probably, probably depending on when, when they do make it. I don't know how long it'll take, you know, for the articles and everything to come out, but I'm probably not going to wait till Wednesday unless unless they end up doing it on Friday. If they end up doing it on Friday, then I might just end up waiting till Wednesday. But if they do it either today, which would be Wednesday, I mean, I listen to this, but it's Tuesday or Thursday and the article comes out, then I might end up recording on the weekend. But, you know, we'll see. And it's, I mean, it's that time. It is that time. But all right, y'all. Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.